Hello and you're very welcome to this week's On Track with Talking Dogs. My name is Rory Burke. And this week we're heading to County Kerry and we're catching up with another passionate young greyhound enthusiast who comes from a family steeped in greyhound racing. And right now he's a vital cog in the world famous Ballymac Kennels. My guest this week is Stephen Reedy. So, Stephen, uh, thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. Uh, hi, Rory. Thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome. I suppose, first of all, for our listeners, um, tell us how you got involved in Greyhounds first day. Did you come from a family with a history in Greyhounds? Uh, well, Rory, um, I guess I yeah, I came from a family of Greyhounds. Um, my granddad was a Greyhound trainer there, um, Michael Reedy and Tralee. Um, so I guess that's where I kind of bit the bug, I guess, um, I just remember, like, I just give my hand there when I was younger, and um, there was a couple of us around me and a few cousins, but I'm the one that stuck at it anyway. I'm the one that got to go out first, and yeah, I've been in love with the game ever since. And growing up as a young fellow, you must have some wonderful memories, so of your granddad's grounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, lucky enough, like, to my granddad was, um, had a couple of good dogs for good people. Um, you know, we. It was mainly kind of win races and sell on dogs, but um, yeah, look, he did a couple of special dogs, like some melodies. Pat started his career with with us and stuff, so um, yeah, it was great. It was great. So it's fair to say, so your granddad had plenty of success. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he likes to tell everybody that he <laughs> did anyway, um, but you're like that's everybody in the game. But yeah, ah, look, he had, he had a couple of great dogs and pulled off a couple of great wins and whatnot. So um, yeah. Look, it was it, it was nice to be involved in. It was nice to grow up with, with, with it, to be honest. So obviously, being around your granddad, then you got bitten by the bug, as you said. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess um, I kind of got my my own dog. I, my my first my first dog for my twelfth birthday. Um, she won a couple of races, and uh, we sold her on. Sure, it's had a couple of dogs ever since that twelfth birthday. Then, so um, ah, yeah. Look, it is like that. I couldn't imagine a day without a greyhound, to be honest. So, obviously, as a young fella, so you spent a lot of time at a Trilly Greyhound Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Um, geez, uh, I've, I've, when I was growing up, I was kind of there. Whatever night racing was, whether it was three nights or two nights, I was always there. Um, whether it be with my dad or my granddad, I just I was there. I like, can lucky enough to make some great friends, even to these days. Up, up to this day, we're still friends, like Brendan Reedy and Darcy and a few more, like we would have all. We would have all crossed paths first day at the track and stuff. So, um, yeah, it, it's been great. And sure, it's a wonderful track, really, supported by a lot of real doggy people. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I guess Kerry, Kerry is the home, I guess the original home of Greyhound Racing, really. I mean, there's so many doggy men around around Kerry, North Kerry, South Kerry, and fellas that come from Ventry and everything to Tralee to bring their, to bring their dogs in. Like, in, um. Look, it's 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 a great it's a great facility, um, run by great people, and look, everybody takes pride in their work there. So, um, yeah, look, look, lucky to be to be able to go there. And what's the whole appeal of greyhound racing for for you, Stephen? Um, <laughs> well, look, I guess it had I started off like it was great to always you know have a few winners and stuff. And I guess that was the appeal at the start, but um. Since then, like I've 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 just really enjoyed watching dogs kind of grow up and you know start schooling dogs and 
get them ready for races and run a few races and throw them into a couple of sweeps and whatnot. Like, it's, geez, it, the, the whole lot appeals to me, to be honest. And, and for people that don't don't know maybe that much about the sport, the amount of work that goes into it is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, um, I'm working for Liam Dowling there, like, in there isn't a dull moment. Um, obviously, like, a greyhound doesn't understand, like, that that Sunday is a day of rest or anything. They don't understand that Christmas Day is Christmas Day. Like, I mean, it's it's 365 days a year. It's 24 hours a day. It's, it's 6 o'clock in the morning to 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And, I mean, sure, you could be racing some night. You might, if, if you end up above in Dublin or someplace, you might get home to 1 or 2 o'clock and then you're up to let the, to let your own dogs out, out in the morning and everything. But, um, look, like, it's, there's no point, like, it, 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 it's not even a complaint, like, it's just, it, it is what it is, it's 365 days a year, and I don't think, I, I definitely wouldn't have it any other way. Anyway. And of course, the reward and job satisfaction is unbelievable, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, um, I guess, lucky, like, I, I've been lucky enough to fall in with Liam the last couple of years, and Shane and Jane, and all the lads, and look, to be able to handle the dogs that I've handled over the last few years has been, been great it's been special like some very special animals um watching them i mean watching them grow up and then you know you, you almost get more excited like when you see dogs of a better grade like so yeah look it's when you when you can pull off when you can pull off big sweeps and pull off ledgers and stuff it look it's, it's great like and it, it's just a big morale boost when when things go to plan and you're the envy, uh, as you said there, really, of a lot of handlers in the sport on account of you working at the world-famous Ballymac Kennels. How did that association come about, Stephen? Uh, well, I guess um, I would have obviously met, like, uh, I would have known Liam and Shane through and Jane through. My grandfather, um, they would have all set at the one table in Tralee over the years. And I guess um, when I was younger, I used to just give him a hand at the track and... Um, then I was obviously in secondary school and was giving them a hand with coursing and a track and a couple of days of trials and uh, I guess I, I went to college, I did a year of college and I kind of knew that I wasn't going back and I was, I was doing a, working with a couple of different jobs in Tralee and Liam approached me one night and just said look there's if you're interested there's a kind of a job going if you're not, if you're definitely certain that you're not going back to college and I said yeah I guess <laughs> I didn't know whether I was going to last at it or not, but um, I guess what five or six years later, I'm still there anyway. You've really been spoiled, really, working with some of the best dogs in training, as you said. Obviously, you have some great memories. Give us a few of your standout memories, Stephen. Um, well, I guess I guess at the track, like I, um, I, I, I think I'll, I'll never forget. I was, I was actually minding a little pups one night and. Um, I was watching the race and talk on uh, Bart and Buzz and it was Bally Macarminto. She was after doing the she did twenty she did a crazy run in Shelburne. I think it was a twenty seven seventy or eighty or something. And um, I could just remember that, like just saying, "Wow!" Like I, it's me. It was just crazy at the time. Like um, I guess at the track, probably my best best the best moment of me of of what I've had anyway. I guess would have to be. Probably Barry McAnton, the night he won the ledger. Um, I had I was bringing the dog up to Limerick each night and um, praising him. It was kind of my first real classic winner to parade and stuff. So and 
he was he, he was a dog that I had a real soft spot for and I still do to this day I have a huge soft spot for the dog so look it was, that's probably the, the outstanding memory for me yeah, I was going to say that, that all dogs are different, as we know, but you must have and still have some favourite dogs that are very close to your heart. Oh, yeah. Look, look, you uh, you know yourself, Rory, like every dog, every dog is treated the same way. Every dog gets the best of everything and every day. And, um, you know, but there, are, there is always a couple of dogs that you kind of get a soft spot for or you just kind of take a, a, a huge liking to and... Um, I guess most recently, like I've, the likes of Anton there, Bernie McRule, who's who won the course in Sweden, Trillane. He's, he's actually a coursing dog, but um, he's flying on three. I've a real soft spot for that dog. And, you know, Bernie McCooper, he's, he's still going. I just won an amazing dog. He's been. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. It's great, to, it's great to be able to look after these dogs. It's great to be able to see him every day and yeah and as you said you're working at a magnificent setup that has tasted some phenomenal success but at the end of the day it's all down to hard work Stephen isn't it yeah yeah look as I said it's 365 days a year um, but it, that is greyhound racing that's the reason we do it like we we do it because we care for the dogs like we I mean Chris, Christmas day is just a normal day Every Sunday is just a normal day. Um, it's still six o'clock in the morning, but um, like just just small. Like if, if, every time you have a winner, it's a morale boost. Um, whether it be whether it be an A nine race or an open class sweep, everything is a morale boost. And like if I if, if we win an A six or an A seven race, like that's still a win. Like and we still see it as a win, even though people think you know big kennels are they just it is what it is. But like. Yeah. A win is a win, and you never take a win for granted. And as you know, this series of podcasts is all about young people involved in the sport. A lot have got involved recently, and a lot of them are having unbelievable success, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I look. I, I'd be good friends with like Jack Kennelly there, who's um, who's obviously a great footballer, a great new footballer from from Ballydunhill. But he, um, last year he took a trainer's license and. I guess a couple of weeks ago, I was out to see set up and he's just done amazing work out there. He's put so much money into it and he's getting the results. He's he he a great winner there in the ledger final night and he's, he's had winners in Tralee every week. So, um, you know, like he, he his love for the game is unbelievable and I guess I'd be good friends there with Paul, who was with you last week, Paul O'Reilly. And Paul O'Reilly was a bitch for me there a couple of years ago and the time and effort they put into it and I'd obviously have friends in Tralee and I mean really Dara Sheehan, you know, that that I grew up with that still have dogs like and, you know, they they live for dog racing as well and then of course you'd like the Connor Matthews, Mark Donovan, John John Kennedy, like all these people are are mad for the game, like and they're all they are the future of the game to be honest. And the future of the game is certainly bright. Oh yeah. Yeah, look I guess I guess people have this perception of, oh, it's an all-man's game, but because a lot of the people that go into the tracks are older, like, but I, I think what people can't forget is we're looking up now with social media um, and we're all, everything online, like, between between Talking Dogs TV, between Backing Balls, um, between RPG TV, that you can sit down at home, home with, with a bottle of beer or... <laughs> 
Lucas said or whatever, and you can sit down, you can watch all the racing on, in, on whatever track is on from Monday to Sunday. So um, I guess I look at look a lot. There's a lot of people that still go to the track, but I mean, we can't forget like that. There's a lot of people watching online too. And for young people, maybe that are considering getting involved, what advice would you have for them? Look, I guess uh, my advice would be one: don't hesitate. Just jump in at the deep end and do it. Like I mean, I mean, no matter no matter what area you're in, there is going to be great. There is going to be great on training close to you. I think there is. There isn't any bad person in the game. Like if, if you're interested in buying a dog, get on to somebody near to you, maybe. A, a trainer to you or somebody to join school with that is great on because because we we want more people involved in the sport and um, to get to get more people in the sport is, is good and I guess anything anything that any man can do to help you they will or man or woman um, whether it be in getting you involved with the syndicate or um, trying to pick all the pop or whatever um, like there is there's great help within the sport for anybody that is. And do you think there's anything else that could be done maybe to attract more younger people in? Um, I guess, look, at, at the moment, obviously, the big thing at the moment is social media. Social me- media is going to be around for ages. And to be fair to the IGB, like, they've really, they've really stepped up over the last few years. Um, they've updated Barking Buzz. Um, I guess they're always, their Instagrams, Facebook pages, and all the big nights are there. Um, so that's great. I mean, look, can we try and run maybe a couple of online courses, maybe more, try and do more kennel visits, um, maybe start, maybe try and get a couple of people to head a couple of syndicates to bring in young people and um, maybe go canvassing around colleges or something. But um, yeah, look, there's work to be done, but it's like the, the IGB are really working hard and they're getting there, but um, I guess we just kind of all need to come together and all rack our brains together and just see what else can we do. And of course, as you mentioned there yourself, there are some wonderful people involved in the sport that will only be too happy to uh, pass on any um, knowledge that you might be looking for. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, personally, like I've been, um, as I said, I started out with my with my grandfather um, with the dogs. Um, I've been lucky enough to go a couple of other places just to get a bit of experience, see what other people are doing. Um, Martin Moriarty, who had the Boher dogs there, um, I spent the summer in a bit with them, um, giving them a hand the week above with Sean Burke there, and that's a good few years ago. But And um, I guess I'd be good friends with other people, and you know, you always want to see their, what they do, and um, just see what, what can you improve on and what other people are doing, and just, you know, look, everybody has their own way of doing things, but you know, if you can put a couple of different packs of jigsaw together, you might get a full piece and get everything right. Uh, this podcast will be going out after uh, the Winter Racing Festival at Shelburne, but uh, a magnificent card on both nights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, look, it's a credit to the board and everybody that's involved in the Winter Festival night to, to put on a weekend racing of that quality. Um, I mean, these... It just shows it, <coughs> it just shows the class of animal that's around at the moment. Like all from every race from from the sprint to the thousand yards and to the to the novice seven fifty Friday night, there's like these races are all wide open like I mean you could you could stick a pin across across the car to try and pick a winner of any race. 
It's very encouraging as well to see uh, the amount of sponsorship that's back involved in the sport now as well. Yeah, yeah. Look, I guess we, we took a bit of a slating and whatnot, but look, you're going to have that in all walks of life. But um, look, the game is some massive sponsors. They have like the John Boyle um, matchbook and going on the pet like I, I should probably shouldn't start in there with you because I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave out so many. But um, look, these people are sponsor races. At the end of the day, there'll be nothing without them. So we can be on. We can be as grateful as we can. But they're just amazing people and amazing companies, and it's just so like they are so much appreciated. Yeah, great to see as well. Of course, that crowds finally back at uh, the Greyhound stadiums right across the country as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I. To be honest, I didn't go racing that much, um, unless I don't, obviously, with, with the lockdown and everything, but um, any night that I was there, like, I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't great when you're out in the car park and you're trying to talk to people, and but to be inside now, and, and the atmosphere is slowly picking up, we're getting there. And at this moment in time, Stephen, uh, for you, your involvement with the Greyhounds will continue for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, look, as, uh, as I said, after this, um, I couldn't see my life without a greyhound. Um, I look, I, I'm lucky enough to be to be able to see some of the best dogs in training every day, but um, look, it's, look, it is great, and I definitely won't be leaving the game anytime soon. Listen, Stephen, thanks for joining us on this week's podcast. The best of luck to you, and we'll chat to you shortly. Thanks a million, Rory. That's it for this week. My thanks once again to Stephen, and my thanks to you as always for listening. My name is Rory Burke, inviting you to join me again next week right here for a brand new On Track with Talking Dogs.